Shamel Leonard, and I'm the founder of the Auto Dealer Business School, where I teach future and aspiring auto dealers how to start a used car dealership retail and sell cars they feel good about and make lots of money. Hey, it's Kellen in today on Diversified Game. It's just a coincidence that I'm talking to the queen of teaching you how to have your own auto dealership, Queen Shamel. And she's going to give us the game. And I happen to be in my car because I'm moving around and grooving. And that's just the way sometimes you got to go when you're traveling. First time I've ever done it like this in the car. So you guys let me know if, you know, for those who hear things that, you know, your AC was too loud. Sorry, it's Florida. I didn't want to be hot. Um, hopefully they fix that in post. But Miss Shamel, welcome to Diversified Game. How are you doing today? Fantastic. Thanks for asking. How are you? Again, blessed by the best. And I really am going to enjoy this conversation because I enjoy your tone. And it's not just your voice, but it's that, you know, in your videos, on your YouTube, maybe people catch you, Facebook, all the other social medias, right? You're, there's no cap. So you may never be on Burn Your Leisure podcast because you're not telling people how to make a million dollars by getting, you know, a, a license and then selling, you know, five cars and, and putting it all on your credit card. But um, you will be here for the long run and not have to answer to Congress or any other federal people. Um, and so I, I want to know, because in your, you know, the way you come off, it's like, I've tried a lot of things, you know, you've gone from Tufts, to getting your master's and trying a lot of things. Tell people about your journey because there's a lot of people, you know, I'm 41, people are like giving up if they haven't made it by a certain age or they think it's never gonna happen for me. And it's like, no, just keep pushing, keep fighting. And maybe they need to come check your school out because there's no cap on that where they can make and the information that I've seen that people can get. So please tell us a little about the journey. All right. So, yes, I uh, am a graduate of Tufts University. I went to college because I didn't want to have an hourly job for all my life. And so I thought the best way to have a salary job was to have a college degree. So I went, graduated. Um, it was at Tufts, though, that I started my car journey. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because I bought my first uh, car my sophomore year. And I remember going around, uh, I'm from Gary, Indiana originally. And so I had gone home one break and went around to different car lots looking for cars. And I remember this Mazda 6 that I wanted to buy and I couldn't afford it. And I was like, what? I can't afford it? Like, man, I can't believe it, right? Tried everything, needed a co-signer, right? So I uh, went back to school and my roommate's brother-in-law was selling selling a car for $1,500, bought it, stick, taught myself how to drive a stick because I didn't know, fell in love with cars, right? Already had a love for cars um, as a kid, but really fell in love with it then through the process. So uh, graduated from Tufts, moved to Atlanta. Um, I started uh, working with software companies when I got down to Atlanta because that was the big startup in the 2000s. 
right? Everybody was a startup and it was software or telecom. So I learned a little bit about computers and programming software and building platforms and then moved on to mortgage lending. And then uh, got into a car accident and uh, needed to buy another car, right? Car totaled and met this auto dealer who took me to the auction to buy my vehicle. And that was when I was in love, okay? I was like, what? So I started working with the auto dealer because he was not internet savvy and wanted to list his cars online. So I did that for him. And then um, my husband and I started flipping cars on the side and then uh, decided to get licensed and become a licensed dealer to up the game, right, up level and ran into a lot of issues of running a business. Issues that weren't foreign to me, but I didn't know that they were uh, business issues. And what I mean about them not being foreign to me is, like you said, I've tried a lot of things and uh, I learned these same lessons in real estate investing and in trying to run a vending company, right? I was trying to get rich quick. That's really what I was trying to do, right? I was trying to figure out the formula. What did it take? You know, maybe it was real estate investing. That's what everybody is talking about. Maybe it's, you know, uh, vending. People talking about passive income, right? But then realize that nothing works without basic business principles and without the love of it. So I followed my love and stuck with the auto business and turned my issues into trainings for other auto dealers. So everything that went wrong that could go wrong went wrong y'all and i wanted to save the world from those issues um auto dealers specifically and so i turned it into the auto dealer business school now coming from gary indiana and you had you know some of the finances to make those mistakes because you had that uh that michael jackson money um (laughs) you know uh, I wish. <laughs> what was like the, the, the main issue you kicked yourself? Because for that person who has tried a few businesses, but what was the one thing that maybe you didn't see coming that you say, I'm going to save you from this? Cash flow. You know, um, in all the businesses, you get all this money coming in and you think you're rich. You know, it's like, I know I did, you know, 20,000 coming into the account, 30,000. It's like, I got $30,000. No, boo, you don't have $30,000 because you got expenses, right? And just managing the money. I mean, that was like the biggest lesson, managing the money. And a lot of, and I, I'm like most people, right? Like, I don't really want to be focused on the the details of the money you know like i want to focus on making it and spending it right but the cash flow was key cash flow cash flow and there's you know there's plenty of places i tell for the audience i always tell you guys go to your local sba p tax score they're in in chamber of commerce because there's always more where people will lend you money especially if you have you know good credit even some even need to be a decent credit and a couple bucks but is there ever a case where you've seen someone taking maybe too much cash um well yes i want to say almost all the time and let me explain right because it doesn't really matter how much you start with i mean 
granted, it's good to start with as much as you can, but the more you start with, the more you will lose if you don't have the training behind you. So a lot of people think, well, money is just my problem. If I had more money, then I could get the thing off the ground, whatever it is, right? I could open the dealership, I could get licensed, but no, the money isn't the problem. Uh, because the more money you have, the more money you spend. I talk to people in strategy sessions who started with $100,000, $50,000, and they all end up in the same place. Awesome. Awesome. And that's also for you, you know, folks who took all the government's money when they were offering during the pandemic and say, wait, how do I pay this back? Yeah, it's and, and it's still going. Now, what type of cars do you focus on? Because there's so many different like you know, I, I don't want to say genres, but, you know, some people want to just get into this game so they can get the Maserati to graduate to the Aston Martin. And some folks will say, just give me the Toyota because I can go ship that worldwide. Like, what's the big, where do you focus and where's the money at? Is it in the exotic or is it in the basic? Good question. So I focus on cash cars because I have a heart to help people. And Cash cars are the essential cars in the industry, but it's not just that I have a heart to help people. They're also the cars that bring you cash flow uh, in your business because of the turnover is so quick, right? Um, not necessarily the biggest profit, but because the turnover is so quick can lead to more cash flow than your luxury vehicles. Now, the luxury vehicles, the higher price vehicles do have higher uh, profit built in. But that vehicle may sit for months and months and months, not giving you the cash flow you need to operate. So that's why I focus on the cash cars. Okay, when you say cash cars, is that fifteen hundred uh, under ten thousand, or what do you? Because ev everything is different from cash. You know, somebody right now said, "Man, I got ten thousand. Like you said, rich. I remember feeling like you know, in college, you got the money stacked up or the receipt, so somebody can come see when they come visit you and be like, "Wow, how'd you do it?" And and then you know, things happen. But what is what are cash cars to you? Okay. Cash cars are $5,000 or less. That's what I consider cash cars. Man, you're making me kick a car I saw <laughs> down the street that was 1500 Like, man, I should have got what? that one. You could have shown me what to do with it. Definitely. Yeah, and, it was, and it was a Magnum, too. And, um, uh, you know, I was like, man, this, with rims. You know, I was like, oh, wait. But, um, but with those cash cars what's you know the margin looking at so somebody can quickly do that math and say oh, okay i need x amount of those to pay my bills so i gotta go rush to your school right now your profit that you should uh shoot for or move towards with each cash car sale is fifteen hundred dollars a car that's how okay. much you should count on okay fifteen hundred dollars a car Okay. Mm -hmm. And and I'm here in Florida, you know, if you guys sell more than three cars in a year, you have to have a license here. Stop trying to put it in your girlfriend, your wife, your, your brother's name, and then wonder why during tax time, <laughs> they're looking at you, you know, crazy. Um, and they will send a cease and desist. Like a lot of people come to me and they're like, I got that cease and desist letter from the Department of Revenue, because they've been flipping cars and without a license and they've exceeded the number of cars they can sell in their state. 
because a lot of people don't know that you can sell those cards, but you can't profit unless you're a dealer. So mm. if, they, if anywhere on record, that car is showing up where it costs less and you sold it for more, they consider that profit. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, some folks say, well, I just sell them for a dollar, you know, and, and then I go get my money, you know, how, how people like to try to maneuver, but it, it doesn't make sense, especially if you're good at this and you're going to keep doing it because it's in your blood. Why not just become legal? Now, can felons do this? Is there anything in criminal records that would stop somebody? Because I can already hear, well, I would do it, but you know, let's debunk that right now. <laughs> yes, uh, felons can get licensed, okay? With the exception of any felony that is car related. So those are harder to get past the board. And what I mean by car related is like, title fraud, odometer fraud, a theft, um, those are harder to get through the licensing board. But yes, felons can become licensed auto dealers. And if you do have something that is harder to get past the licensing board, you can have what we call an alter ego, which is the person who steps in as the designee. So every corporation um, elects a designee to be the licensed holder okay so it's not something you know backdoor or tricky it's what corporations do right um your state may require you to incorporate that corporation then has to elect a designee right so you can own the corporation and have a designee be your girlfriend your boyfriend your mama your daddy whatever just so you can get licensed and get in the business Oh, wow. That's great. Never mm. heard that. Learn something new every day. And if you guys need one because you don't have one, holler at me. It won't <laughs> be $3.99, but we'll make something work. <laughs> so have you had any experience or, and is there any uh, good money to um, push these cars overseas. For me, Africa is always the African business podcast. And, you know, um, shipping certain cars to Africa can be, can be very lucrative. But have you had any experience shipping anywhere outside of the U.S.? I have had experience shipping outside of the U.S. I do want to expand that. And I do want to expand that more for the auto dealers in the auto dealer business school. So if you got some connects, let's talk. Oh, no, we're definitely, we, we, we connected, you know, on that 6788 area code to the 925. Yeah. We got that. Can you talk about that experience and which country that is? Um, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I have uh, shipped a vehicle over to Ghana before. And uh, the, it's pretty easy process because the shipper takes care of all the logistics. A good shipper, and most shippers are good uh, exporters. Um, and so they walk you through the process from beginning to end, as long as you have your paperwork, which is the title for the vehicle. All right. This is when your it bill gets, of this is when it gets good. Mm -hmm. So tell me this, you have a buyer, you know, in Ghana, cause this is something I've been told for two decades, Kellen, it can never happen. So you're going to tell me if this has happened for you when the, you have the buyer, do they pay you? Um, before you ship it? Or do you have your money before you buy the car? Or did you maybe have the car? Tell us that process. Because my thought is, if you have a car here, you want a car here in America, I'll send it to you. Send me the money. 
we can do it like that. But people say long term, you can't really do that because Africans will just stop it. Stop the cap. <laughs> you know, there's crooks everywhere. Tell us, did you have your money before shipping the car? Did you have to do on some net 30, net 90? Because, the you know, the car had to go through the ocean. Tell us your experience. Paid in full before shipping, right? Because once that car gets on that boat, you know, I it's already on its way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, paid in full before shipping. Yes. Uh, paid in full before purchasing the vehicle. And, That's tell how I did. and how did you get that um, business? Because again, I'm going to be resharing this to some very close people who've been in my life for 20 years and say, check this out. How did you do it? And, you know, so we can learn how we can repeat your process. So it was, uh, you know, kind of a friend of a friend. So it was a warm contact. So it was easier to be trusted in the process. And I wanted to just experience it. So I went through with um, just the request of a friend of a friend who wanted to get a car over to an uncle that had a lot over in, in Ghana that wanted a specific car. And um, so, yeah, that's how I did. I answer your question. That's how it started. Yeah, yeah you did. You did. Uh, can you tell us what, what kind of car was it? A Mercedes? Was it a cash car? It was, it was a Mercedes ML 350. I believe it was ML 350. Okay. I try not to read your mind, but I got a gift. <laughs> so sometimes I jump the <laughs> Well, you already know that you know what Africa's like. So <laughs> <laughs> you already knew. <laughs> I know what, what black folk globally, you know, remember uh, you oh. might not remember, but the medallion okay. chains. Um, that's why my hair still flow like this to let people know. Uh, you know, I, I remember the good old days. Yeah, uh, me too. They used to steal the uh the Benz emblem off the cars and put them on a chain. I remember that. Well, NSA, if you're listening, she said still <laughs> some folks um, sat, found them on the floor. They found uh, them on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they were there. You know, they were on the, the car was there. I, I, don't, I don't know. We got to do a right. study about that. Kind of like when right. black folk need reparations. We got to do a right. study. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, this is a school and you have done a lot of speaking from, you know, organizations that are much older and bigger than you. And you've been invited to speak on places. Is, is this type of school a school that can be accredited? Uh, good question. I'm looking into that uh, currently. I actually would like to certify auto dealers and dealerships, right? Because part of the problem in the industry is that we're not trustworthy, you know, like people don't trust us, right? And, you know, sometimes for good reason, <laughs> you know, so I would like to go through like a certification program, like the real kind of certification program. What I mean by that is, uh, you know, also with educating our customers to not have unrealistic expectations of what we are delivering to, you know, so that's something I am definitely exploring, accreditation. Okay. Have you found a program that even allows that for auto dealership? Uh, not yet. So if you know of something, let me know. Well, we're putting it out there and I'm kind of a nosy guy, real pognosious. So I know a, a few people. And if I hear something, I definitely let you know, because I'm thinking, you know, I went to the Harvard of the South Grambling State University and 
you know, if you can go get a degree, whether it's from Tufts or Harvard or Grambling in leisure studies, right, to learn how to run a hotel, why can't you get a degree in this? I, do you think there's enough, you know, um, study and worthiness to say, look, I have my associates or my bachelor's or my master's or maybe a PhD in auto dealership? Is there enough there? I think definitely enough for a certificate. Right. Because mm -hmm. um, and I would say certificate for a lot of reasons. One, um, because the majority of people who enter the business that I work with, I would say maybe even have just have are not traditional college educated people in the sense that they don't want nothing to do with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and so it's a trade business really right so I think some kind of um, trade school that talks about the business of buying and selling cars some kind of certificate in business auto business would be a great good idea okay now mm -hmm. since you sell cars and again this is what you know people think okay if you sell cars you have to probably have a fleet of your own Tell people how many cars you have at this moment and, you know, your favorite car to drive if you have more than a, a few, because we, some of us would be like, man, how do we get that Bugatti? You know, even though we can't fit our kids in it, they can't ride with us. Right. <laughs> so they have to right. sit on a lap. But what, what, what car are you currently driving, um, you know, since you sell cars? So right now I'm actually, I bought, I sell, I drive a lot of the cars that we have in inventory uh, for my own reasons of being able to say, well, hey, I've driven it and I know it's good, right? So right now I'm driving a Mazda CX-7 uh, SUV and um, I want to be able to offer reviews on different cars. Um, I want to just call them you know, our, our necessity cars, you know, for families. Uh, my, my dealership right now is called Family Car Foundation. So I'm focusing on family cars, right? And giving people the information they know about the family cars. The dream cars, you're always going to seek out that information. And there's a ton of information out there on them. But it's the everyday vehicles that there are not a lot of reviews on or education about. And so that's kind of what I'm collecting at the moment, which is why I'm driving the vehicles in our inventory. Uh, but of course, it, since I do drive a lot of vehicles in inventory, um, I do have my favorites and it is seasonal, you know, like right now I'm, I'm search for, I'm in search for, I'm searching for a convertible because it's about to be the summer, you know, uh, one summer I bought a couple of conversion vans because we were taking road trips with family, you know, so that's kind of how, uh, the business allows me to just, you know, buy and drive whatever it is I want to drive. Um, and then to answer your question about how many cars I have, uh, at one time, I usually have less than 20 cars at one time, usually around, uh, 10 vehicles. And so with 10 vehicles at $1,500 profit, then that's how much profit you can make if you have just 10 vehicles on your lot. Because I know a lot of people are scared away by the whole, well, big car lot, running big car lot, because it is a lot to manage. 
and they want to start small. So I'm letting you know that, yes, you can start small. You can have a local dealership and you can be comfortable doing what you do and then grow at your own pace. So did that answer your question? It surely did. <laughs> and begets another question, because when you have, you know, 10 um, cars, I, I live in the country of uh, Florida. And so, you know, unincorporated, you can pretty much do what you want. You know, people have their buses, their boats, their swamp things that can go through. But um, this is the first time that's ever happened. Every, being from California and moving, you know, being in the city, typically, usually, you can't do that. That's a fine. And people, oh, you got more than three cars, you know, carrying your neighbor is calling. So do you live in a place where you can store all your cars on your property or do you have to go find, you know, a, a separate place? I have a separate location where I have the cars uh, there. So I do have a friendly HOA. So I do have a few cars here and there in the driveway, but for the most part, the cars are stored in another location. And what's a good, you know, startup capital for somebody, you know, your whatever your average clientele is who goes to your school, what's the average capital to start so they can know like if they're ready for this? Around $20,000 is solid um, and will go a lot further, especially if you have training. And is that 20,000 going towards more of the cars or the licensing and our state paperwork and county paperwork? Where's the bulk of that going? So the licensing process is between three and 5,000. Uh, you're gonna, it depends on what kind of location you start with. I do recommend you start with an affordable location because the licensing process, while you're in the licensing process, you're not selling cars, you don't have any revenue streams in this new business. So you wanna keep your expenses as low as possible. So it'll be three to five to get licensed. And then you wanna have some money for inventory. And then of course, to carry the business for another uh, month or two until you learn the game and start flipping cars like crazy, <laughs> legally, legit. Le legit, and, and do <laughs> not forget the auto school fee because why listen to this interview or for those of you who watch it's worth watching you know you got two models on here um who uh you know uh, do business why not just pay the fee and get the mentorship and save the headache of not going into something alone so give them a range because i don't want you to say exactly what because you do a lot of free 99 on your youtube and it's the reason why i'm not asking certain questions because i want them to go to your youtube links will be in the description but what's the range for them to go through the school so the range is between i would say 300 dollars to uh, 3000. So that's the range. And what it gets you the difference between in that range is you get a longer you are in the program longer and you get more amenities. So for example, in the licensing process, you know, how many people really like doing paperwork, right? And it's a lot of paperwork. So we have a licensing assistant. You like doing paperwork? <laughs> well, look, good for you, right? But a lot of people are like paperwork averse. And so um, we have a licensing assistant who will complete all your documents and all your requirements for you. So of course that uh, program is a little more expensive than doing it yourself. So that's just to give you an idea about what you get.
Okay. And I raised my hand because I like doing paperwork because like you, I am a professor of the knowledge that I learn and what I want to share it, you know, and, and, and the great Miles Monroe told us, read a book a week and see how your life will change. And so I, I just like, sometimes I can't do it all and I don't do it all. But I, the paperwork part, especially when you're dealing with government, it's just interesting because, you know, right now you've done the paperwork hundreds, maybe thousands of times. And now you get to sell the knowledge that you have that others just don't have the uh, tenacity, the ambition, the concentration because their ADHD kick in. Mm -hmm. What is a community give back that you are doing or that you would like to do in the future? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. So I'm actually on the board of a homeless organization currently. Um, I started when I was in grad school as an intern there. And uh, I've always wanted to help people. You know, like I think that it is our responsibility as people to help each other. Uh, we're here for each other. And so what I really want to do is, I, you know, homelessness is, uh, very closely linked to access to transportation. So if you don't have access to transportation, then you can't get to work. If you can't get to work, you can't pay your rent. Well, if you can't pay your rent, then you don't have a home. And so what I really would like to do is uh, two things, twofold. So one, I would like to have to grow our car award program. So we already have a car award program. And uh, I would like to grow that to be able to award low-income families or families in situations that are hard to overcome to have a vehicle to get back on their feet. And then I would like to uh, also add to uh, my dealership and to the dealerships in who joined Auto Dealer Business School who are also interested a uh, program for those who buy the cash cars because, you know, you're starting with what you, where you are but everybody wants the dream car, right? But you kind of just want the path to get there. So I want to create an upgrade program where we help people to get the things that they need in order so that they can stay in the new car, right? Get the new car with the factory warranty and they can just, you know, have the loaner car and drop it off and they fix everything, you know, uh, that's just more stability uh, as a car owner. So that those are the things that I want to implement and will very, very soon. Awesome. And you know, when you get the car from the auction, what would you say your average price that you have to put into whether it's, you know, the mechanics or a paint job or something, you know, for these cars? Because a lot of people right now say, oh, okay, if I pay th that amount, that amount, that amount, I'm good. But when you get a car from the auction, you never know what you're going to get. You don't. But that's why you also need to come to the Auto Dealer Business School because I show you how to inspect these cars so you know what you get. Okay. Because that's where you can go wrong. You got to buy right. The profit is in the buy. So if you don't put your profit in the buy, you won't have no profit. <laughs> okay. So, yes, uh, recon, uh, uh, average recon budget, uh, reconditioning is what we call it in the industry, recon for short. Um, an average budget of that is around $800 for a used car, if you inspected it right. Now, it could be more than that, and you paid less for the vehicle. You know, that's kind of the game that happens at the auction. So if it needs more, you pay less. If it needs less, you pay more, right? Uh, 
But either way, you make sure you have your $1,500 profit in the deal. And the, would you say the auction is the uh, best place that you found deals? Or is it, you know, like I was saying, my neighbor had a car um, on their acreage and it's, you know, 1500 Magnum. Like do you find granny's car that, you know, people might not want to deal with. Is the auction um, the best bet? Or, you know, are people still looking at Craigslist and the Facebook markets and finding, you know, um, owners that want to, you know, just get rid of it for whatever reason? Look, yes and yes. <laughs> so everywhere, you find deals everywhere you can. Now, the auction is the best place for volume. So if you're buying five to 10 cars at one time, or even three to 10 cars at one time, then going to the auction will maximize your efforts because you can go one place, get all the cars you need, and you're done. Versus finding someone somewhere who is selling a vehicle, then you have to go to 10 different places if you're buying 10 cars, if you need 10 cars. So yes, uh, auction I think is still the best place to buy vehicles. You do have to be careful because you're buying vehicles from other dealers. You know, it, it's so cute to me when uh, dealers come and they're like, well, they don't have to tell you what's wrong with the car at the auction. And I'm like, no, this is a business, like business to business they don't have to disclose much, right? They have to disclose some things, but those are federally mandated, right? But they don't have to disclose if the transmission is bad or if the engine is bad. Like you have to know that as a professional. So I still think though, the auction is, is the best place to go. And is this one of those businesses? And again, it's another reason I, I, I love watching your videos um, and subscribe to the YouTube. Is this a business, and I don't hear you say this, but I want to make it clear because people hear the money and they'll start, you know, saying, oh, I got a hookup. My uncle knows this. My, he's a great mechanic and he won't rip me off, which is important. But this isn't a like passive income business. This is a business you need to be in. You're not going to be working, you know, 60 hours, put in two hours. You're going to put in some time in this business, correct? In the beginning, and if your startup budget is low or small, right, or lean, right, mm -hmm. uh, then you'll have to make up that money with your time. So you definitely will be putting time into the business, but it can be a passive income business with a team. So as you grow, you add in the different team members to take over the different operations, and then pretty soon you're on the beach you know, sipping whatever you like with a percentage in it. And, you know, you, it's a passive income stream, which passive still is not passive in my opinion, because you always have to watch certain things, right? You always have to watch your mail, <laughs> right? You kind of want to know what's happening, what's, you know, what's, uh, what's emergencies, you know, what is urgent. And then you also want to um, watch the money. Right. You have to have your KPIs, your key performance indicators that let you know that the business is doing well. So you still have to watch those to make sure that all is well, because people can tell you whatever, but you have to see what's going on in your business always.
Awesome. You guys have been blessed by the game. Let the people know where to find you again. Any last words? Because I want them to go subscribe, have your content on YouTube go viral the same way Charleston White and so many others, cats fighting, you know, so many others are because you have something that can really change someone's life. So, yeah, please let them know. So I want to just say this, okay? Like we're all trying to get rich quick, right? (laughs) We all want to be millionaires, billionaires. And what I've learned is that getting rich quick takes some years because you have to learn the fundamentals. And it's not just business fundamentals. It's also life fundamentals, like gratitude, appreciation, grace, compassion, loving yourself, trusting yourself even, you know, your business depends a lot on how much you trust yourself to be able to follow through and carry it out. So you have to have those things in place before you start anything. And once you build on top of that, your basic business principles, then you can take it to a passive income level and have the kind of retirement and real estate investments that you want, right? Because that's, you know, we all want, still want those things. So I just want to say that um, I've tried to get rich quick for years. And I realized that after studying different millionaires, that it's about 10 years and not saying that you may be at the beginning of your journey. Maybe you're in the middle because you've tried certain things. And now you're hearing this about um, selling cars, being an auto dealer, owning a local small dealership. And so you're like, man, I think that that could definitely be it because that's a product that will always be in demand. It's recession proof, especially if it's cash cars, right? I could do this. I could be the plug, right? <laughs> the legit plug in my with my family and my community. So if that's you, if you're like, yes, I think that this might be something that I could do because I love it. I'm interested in it and I want to learn more, then yes, I welcome you to schedule a free strategy session. So right now, I still offer free strategy sessions, which um, in 30 minutes, I help to go through what your plan is for you to start up your used car dealership. So schedule a a strategy session and uh, see what is the best plan for you. And you can find the link for the strategy session on the website, which is autodealerbforbusinessschool.com. And you know what? I wasn't going to ask the question, but because I know somebody, you know, it might be um, some a recent graduate or a, a hobo sexual. You guys can Google that if you don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> hobo being the, the, the key word. What is your best students, you know, as far as, you know, outcome, because in dealerships, you know, the average can be, you know, you make 19,000 a year, maybe even less if you don't, you know, if it doesn't work out, but some people can make, you know, from what the Google research that I've been able to find, you know, almost half a million dollars a year as just, you know, a smaller dealership. So, you know, give, give us the, 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 the range so they can have realistic expectations and won't act like, you know, you said I was about to be a multimillionaire. (laughs) I'm glad you asked that. Cause yeah, it is about the money. It ain't about the money. Right. (laughs) So 
you can easily make half a million as a small dealership with a team of three people helping you, three to four, right? Depending on what you want to do. Um, you can easily make half a million. Uh, most of the students make about ten to 20000 a month with their startup dealership. And That's how many cars average. are they selling? How many? I know you gave us the range and they can do the math, but for those who are not, you know, can't do the math, how many cars on average are they selling to do that? Around 10. Around 10. Yeah, 10. Mm -hmm. So you guys seven, get, so to seven. get that game, I ain't, I ain't giving them no more. They got to go to you now. <laughs> but you have to go. You just seven to 10 cars a month. You say how? Porque? Hey, escuchame. You have to holler at the auto dealership queen to get that game. And look, that's a fair price with that range of starting at 300 and then just learning more. It's not like you went to college and they had a job waiting for you your first day of class. So you first right. got to go to class. So you guys been blessed with the game, whether you are listening are watching and the watching is picking up. So you guys keep sharing the game so people can get real game, no cap. Share the game, it will change someone's life. You guys, be blessed. Are you tired of the violence, tired of the injustice, police brutality, rampant discrimination, lack of gun control in this failed by a socioeconomic experiment called America? Or maybe you need a break from the relentless grind and want to regain control of your destiny, your wealth, your health, and your purpose. DiversifiedGang.com has the right course for you. Prepare for my first trip to Africa. Looking to reconnect with your roots, start a new business, or just a fresh start. Africa, AKA the motherland is waiting. Don't let the Chinese and the Mazungus have the fun and also take over the motherland. From Cairo to Mombasa, from Dakar to Cape Town, Africa has something for everyone from business opportunities to the most amazing people, safety, leisure, and landscapes. The opportunities abound. It is time for the diaspora to reconnect with their roots. Time to reconnect with the birthplace of humanity. Africa is the last frontier. Get your head in the game and reclaim your legacy. The writing is on the wall. Babylon is falling. Give up the stress, grind, and violence inflicted on our people on this continent and prepare for a journey of restoration and joy by connecting with the land of your ancestors. Check out our new course and kick off your adventure at diversifiedgame.com.